Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I told my wife I could play a tambourine. Janie just... I told her I was a bad boy on that tambourine. Good morning, Hillcrest. I like to say good morning, family. Good morning, brothers and sisters. How are you all doing this morning? It is a blessing to be here this morning, to be able to share with what's on my heart this morning. I, uh, well, I was listening to the announcements here, and I'm like, wow, I need to come back next week <laughs> for the pancakes. <laughs> Not to preach. The verdict will still be out on that until I'm finished here this morning, whether I should come back and preach. But it's been a joy to know this family at Hillcrest, the folks of uh, for several years, uh, Hillcrest has really been a blessing to f the ministry of Freedom Fire. Uh, and we are so thankful for you. Uh, your prayers, uh, most definitely. Um, you know, we need your prayers. Uh, we're in a war, right? We're not on a battleship. I mean, we're not on a cruise ship. We're on a, we're, we're on a warship. And, and it's a battle. And uh, uh, I heard through some of the songs we've already won. I heard, I, I read in the word that we, we all, we're, we're, we're not fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. Amen? Well, this morning, I, uh, I'm going to be sharing from Matthew chapter 5 uh, through chapter 7. I got this title from a book called The Portrait of a Servant. Uh, in the book, the author mentions that the Sermon on the Mount could be titled, Be Different. So this morning I want to present a little challenge to us as we continue to learn more about what it looks like for us to live into the scriptures. You know, we read the scriptures, amen, we read the Bible. But I always like to encourage people, not only do you read the Bible, live into it. Live into the words of God each day. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? What is God speaking to us? What is God, what is God saying to the church today? What is God speaking? What is his message to us today? What's happening inside of you? You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, they tell me what's happening to them. I like to ask the question, what's happening in you? There's a lot going on around us. There's a lot of things happening to us, but what's going on inside of you? You know, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, very familiar verses that you and I have heard in our journey with Christ. He encouraged the believers he said, don't become so well-adjusted. This is the message paraphrase of it. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Paul was saying, be different. Fix your attention on God. He went on to say, you will be changed from the inside out. Mm -hmm. 
What difference? What change? What transformation? See, a lot of people read the Bible for information, and I understand that. But the Bible is not just for information, it's for transformation, for change. According to Matthew, Jesus himself was different. Now, I, I know some of you may be thinking, of course he was. He's the son of God. And that's true. But I want to point out something that I noticed, and some of you may have already picked up on it. Everything that Jesus said and did was not for show and tell, it was for us to know and tell. It wasn't for show and tell. He wasn't putting on a show. He wasn't entertaining people. He was engaging them. It was for know and tell. And what, what is it he wants you and I to know? Does he just want you and I to just know about him? No, he wants us to know him. See, what happens as you and I journey as believers, Satan comes up against us and he wants to move you and I further away from God, not closer. The Holy Spirit says, wants us to be close to him. How's your distance with God? Are you moving toward him? Has life come up against you so tough that it's, it's distancing you from God, moving you away from the body of Christ? What's happening in us? You know, Paul starts off saying in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ. Mm. I want to know him. I love that. See, when you and I, when we sign up for this class of life, <laughs> can I call it uh, life a class? The professor, the professor in heaven, God himself, begins to take you and I on a journey of knowing him, of learning and listening and growing and changing transformation. God don't need a whole bunch of Melvins the way he used to be up in this house. Somebody said, my wife said amen. My wife said amen. <laughs> you know, me and my wife have been married 36 years. And um, hold on before y'all clap. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but God's been good to us. He's been very good. You know, Jesus traveled through Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching. I mean, it was powerful preaching. Everywhere he went, he was spreading the good news of the kingdom. See, the reason when, one of the reasons when Jesus taught it was because he was concerned. He was concerned. He wanted the people to understand. He wanted them to be committed. 
So he would preach the gospel, powerful messages Jesus would preach because of his concern, desire, desiring that you and I or the people that were listening to him would understand. He worked miracles. These miracles were truly from God. They authenticated that he was truly God. Mm. Healing. God wanted mankind to be whole. We had been broken. Sickness and disease filled the land. When Jesus preached throughout Galilee and the other places, people who were sick, physically sick, needed to be healed. And Jesus showed how, he, how God desires for you and I to be whole. Mm. Somebody say amen. amen. So, in doing this, the news about him spread it beyond the borders of Galilee. And there were people everywhere, probably as far as the eye could see. First mega church without walls. Get one of those, brother. I'm talking about without walls. In chapter 5, Jesus gives the Sermon on the Mount. He stated the way things were among the religious types, the Pharisees and the scribes. See, the Pharisees, they, they, they had a mindset that righteousness was a matter of outward acts. Sin is mainly outward actions only. This was their mindset, the scribes and the Pharisees. They wanted to be seen by men. Remember, Jesus wasn't for show. It was to know Pharisees and scribes for show. Check your walk. Watch your talk. How you living? What are you giving? Oh, I'm rapping now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can do a little of that too. It's so good to smile and laugh, isn't it? Jesus' message was be different. Now, I'm not going to read all of chapter 5 through 7 because I want y'all to stay here for them. <laughs> Don't leave before I'm done. Only have a few minutes here. I want you to stick around. But you notice Jesus, as you read chapter 5, starting in verse 1 of chapter 5, it says, as Jesus walked up to the mouth, he began to teach them. He took a seat. You know, anytime that you and I want to get a message across to someone who, that we're counseling or someone we're talking to, and we have something to share with them, you know, the best position to do that from is sit down right across from them. Jesus sat down on the mountain and he began to teach. This was a beautiful scene, man. This was great. I'd have loved to have been there. You know, like when the chiefs want, no, I'm okay. I'd have loved a bit. <laughs> I said, I told you so. No, no, no. 
But it was a great scene. It was beautiful. People everywhere listening. And he sat down to teach. You know, I want to note something here. Only a heart that's fashioned by God, a, a heart that is formed and built, a heart that's created by God can endure the hardships and the trials that you and I face in this life. Only a heart fashioned by God, Glenn. Only our hearts, when God has molded Melvin's heart, when God has molded Glenn's heart, that's the only way you and I can make it through this world, through the trials and tribulations that we face. It's not if you go through something, it's when you go through something. Jesus said, in this life. He didn't say in heaven. He said, in this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But be of good. Boy, y'all could preach. He said, be of good cheer. For I have. Come on, church. I've overcome this. Some people haven't got that yet. That we're not fighting for victory. From be different. You know, Jesus begins with the stroke of words to paint a portrait of a servant. The first 16 verses in Matthew 5 describes the character. It describes the character. It starts out by saying, blessed. You know, I say that a lot to people. God bless you. Don't you? Sometimes you respond to people. God bless you. Jesus starts out with blessed the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. People who realize that their need for God. He said, that person's blessed. They have no ability they realize this. No ability within themselves to please God. Blessed is that man or woman. Mm, then he goes on. He said, blessed are those that mourn. They recognize their needs and they present them to the one who is able to do exceedingly and above. You know, we work in an area where there's a lot of needs. We serve in a community, a very needed community. But Jesus said, blessed is those that mourn. They realize, they recognize their needs, and they present them to the one who is able to meet all needs. He's able to assist us through life. Do you got a need this morning? What's your need? I, I didn't say greed. I said need. <laughs> what is our need? What is your need? Blessed are them that mourn who recognize and go to the one. Then he goes on to say, blessed are the meek, those who are gentle, lowly, truly humble, proper appreciation of their position. I didn't get here on my own, they say. God bless me. God is the one who blessed me. 
You know, I'll never forget the man who just graduated, Dory, from college, and he was walking down the aisle, talking about, oh, yeah, I, I, I got the boy, I got my, I'm getting my degree. I did this. And this was a Bible college. And he was, had all arrows pointing in. I did this. So as the class was marching in, you know, to receive, come on, come in and everything, the Holy Spirit began to minister to him, begin to talk to him. As he, and it's a true story. He started walking in, and he was talking about, oh, yeah, I did this. Look what I done. I completed this. And as he walked in, Bruce McGregor, no, it wasn't Bruce. I'm teasing. <laughs> Don't y'all repeat it. Oh, it's on the tape. No, I'm teasing. It wasn't Bruce. I'm just saying if you're paying attention. But as this man walked in, he began to look at self. And the Holy Spirit began to check him. And he wasn't walking in no more. He started crawling in. He got so humble. He realized God blessed him. And he's just weeping. And his students started helping him up to bring him up onto the stage. Blessed are the meek. Those who are truly humble. They appreciation for their position. Those who hunger and thirst for justice. Jesus is preaching this sermon. He's teaching. He's saying they are blessed. Those who, uh, uh, you know, uh, they, 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 they hunger and thirst for righteousness. They have a spiritual appetite for God. Blessed are the merciful, uh, extending the mercy of God that, that, that God has given to them. You know, grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. And some of us realize how merciful God has been to us, and, and we extend it to Jesus. That person's blessed. Wow. Goes on, talks about uh, God, uh, the pure in heart. Uh, blessed are the pure in heart. Peacemakers, not troublemakers. Troublemakers aren't blessed. It's peacemakers. Work, they, 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 they work for peace. You know, Christians don't seek pre peace at any price now. Peace depends on purity. Mm, James 3, 13 through 18. You and I make every effort not to make enemies. Romans 14, 9. Hebrews 12, 14 through 21. And Jesus says, starts telling them, when you live this life, when you're different, when you're being different, persecution will come. Satan will be at the door knocking. You remember when Cain killed Abel and he got a warning? And what was told to him? So sin lieth at the door. Saint Cain didn't even listen to that. Mm. You know, Jesus describes someone who is totally different from what we saw from the religious types of that day, what they, what they saw. You know, it is important to remember people 
looked to the scribes and the Pharisees as their models and teachers in the things of God. People look to them. And then Jesus says, you look at them, Jesus said, be different. Don't be like them. Be different because you are, and he goes on down through, the, the, through this chapter and says, you are the salt. <laughs> this is what he said. Salt of the earth and light of the community. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say you're the salt of the earth and light of the community. He said you're the light of the Boom. He said, you're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Wow. You know, salt speaks of inward character. This it, is what's, what's in you. What's going on? It, it, it teaches us that how the Holy Spirit gets a hold of our hearts and it's that inward character that influences a dick. How many know this world is decaying? As hard as they try to make you and I think that there's nothing wrong. Oh, well, some of y'all. <laughs> My sister said, not me. They didn't get me with that rope-a-dope. <laughs> but it's, it's just, this world is decaying, and you and I are the salt of the earth. Mm. We influence this decaying world, sisters and brothers. Amen? Yeah. And then he says, light. Light speaks of an outward testimony of good works that point to God. Yes. Let them see your good works and glorify wow. God in heaven. So God will bless your business. God will bless your family. God will, no matter what happened, me and my wife are going through some of the hardest times in our family. And God, you know what? The light of God, God has brought us closer together. What, would, what the enemy would desire to break us, God's building us. Oh, somebody shout. Come on, church. What the enemy desires to break you, God will use to build you. No weapon. Thank you. I'm glad you finished it. No weapon formed against us will prosper. No weapon. He didn't say, oh, you know, a few of them will get by. Paul said, none. And you know what the Greek word in none mean? None. <laughs> you know what the Hebrew word in none mean? None. Paul said, nothing shall even separate you from the love of God. And then he went on to talk about tribulation and all this persecution. He said, mm -mm. I was telling, I know our time. How much time, baby? Thank you, honey. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I was in the church last week speaking to a room full of people who are in a condition. I, don't, I try not to call them homeless people because homelessness is not who they are. It's the condition that they're in. That makes sense. Okay. So I was talking to them. Shared a story with them about a lady one Sunday morning who walked in. I think you all were there this morning, that morning. I am not sure, Bill. 
Uh, but anyway, down at the mission, we have service on Sunday mornings. Pastor Bruce might have talked about it. One morning after the service, but well, almost at the end of the service, they were playing some music and uh, uh, people were being prayed for up front. Hey, what I love about Freedom Covenant and some of the, you all's churches, we invite people to come up for prayer, but we also go to them and pray. Because some people don't like to come up front. They not like me. No, I'm too. <laughs> And, and so this lady, while, while we were closing out the service, praying with people, a lady walks in the back door. And I saw her. And I recognized her. And I know what some of her challenges were. I, I know how, what she did to make a living. I saw her walk in, hair matted, clothes dirty. Check this out. Holy Spirit said, go pray for her. I said, no. <laughs> I said, go pray for her. I mean, put him a go pray for her. I'm like, what? I'm serious. I was like. So I, she was in the back, so I'm like, I'm wrestling with God, y'all. I don't care. Man. Wow. Oh. So I make it back there where she was standing. I said, can I pray for you? I stood a ways back. I said, can I pray for you? She, she nodded her head. I said, okay. So I walked up to her, and I said, well, I'm going to touch you. Now, mind you, she's been abused by men. She's probably in the condition she's in because of some of the abuse in her life by men. So I'm kind of, I said, well, I'm going to put my hand on you, and I'm going to touch you, and I'm going to pray. And I, I, I slid my hand on her shoulder. My hand moved up to the side of her face. <laughs> I wasn't planning to do that. My hand was on the side of her face, church. And so I wanted her to hear my prayer. The music was still going. So I got close, and I'm like, Lord, please guide this prayer for this lady. Please, God. I didn't know what to pray. So I just started praying, and God gave me words, Holy Spirit. It wasn't no fancy prayer. No, I just said, Lord, help her. God, please bless her life. And so I prayed a short prayer, one long prayer. And and she said, thank you. Seven, fast forward seven days from Sunday to Sunday. Me and my wife was up front getting some stuff together for service while the worship team was preparing. In walks this lady. I almost didn't recognize her. I almost didn't recognize her. But I had told my wife about her during the week after, what, you know, during the week we were talking about her, I said, yeah, that lady that was in the back, I prayed for her. I see her all the time because, you know, she's down there close by the ministry office and she, you know, she'd be working the streets. And I told my wife, I said, she came in Sunday morning. And here come this lady walking in with Bible in her hand. Comes up in, about where Rudy 
and, and, and Roberta are sitting. She came in and sat about right there. I'm like, I look like a deer in headlights. <laughs> I'm like, honey, that's that woman. This was my message to the believer, to the, to the church, uh, to the devotional study I do on Thursday morning with a room full of homeless people. What God can do in seven days, he can do in seven seconds. What God can do, God transformed that lady's life. And what he did in seven days, he can do right now because he's a right now God. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. God can change your life today. And she was a great testimony of it. That woman didn't miss a day, a, 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 a service. For about two to three years, she kept showing up. I got news about her condition from one of the ladies that knew her. And she told me she has AIDS. Don't tell nobody, the lady told me she since died. But she says she has AIDS. I said, I'm going to go pray for her. I got to pray for her. But she since died. This was four or five years ago that she died. But Jesus said to them, you are the salt of the earth. In the light of the world. I don't have time to tell this testimony about a church in our city right now. Awesome church. Just give you a little Reader's Digest version. They were frustrated. They were discouraged because the community wasn't coming in that they were around. Their church was flourishing. Plenty of resource. Great church. Love this church. But they were like, man, we can't connect with the community. They won't come. You know what I told them? Freedom Fire style, go to them. God ain't trying to fill your building. He's filling the kingdom. They might not ever step foot in here, but you step foot out there. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Don't hide in a bushel. This could be a place of hiding for the church. We can be very bright in here. With our light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Salt that's lost its savor, no good. Mm. So I don't have time. The time is about out. But read on from five through seven. Jesus begins to just paint this portrait. He, he began to talk about the conduct of the, of, 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 of the people and how they should live out their lives, what should grow out of their character, how they should go forth, live their lives, glorifying God. He went on at six. He painted a picture, uh, and, it, and it was a difference in, 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 in how they should start to practice what they preach. It's great when a preacher practices what he preached, but it is also good for the congregation too. <laughs> Jesus painted these pictures. In chapter 7, he began to talk about how, how, how they'll be recognized by their fruit. 
somebody see you, sir. They say, what, what are they saying? That's a patient man right there. That's a kind woman right there. Oh, they are so gentle at Hillcrest. They're loving. You know, I love what Jesus said to them at the end of chapter 5. He says, you know what? If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anybody else? He said he, he was asking them this question. Even pagans do that. Wow. But you are to be perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. He began to tell them. So in closing, when Jesus had finished these sayings, when he had finished the sermons, the crowds were amazed. They were amazed at his teaching. Because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. He was different. <laughs> and church, I want to tell you today, I'm still amazed by him. I am still amazed by him. God just continually amazes me. His teaching, his word, what you and I learn as we read his word, as we live into, I am still amazed. Wow. What an awesome God we serve. What a powerful sermon Jesus preached. That's just one of them. He built many of his sermons from this. Many of his sermons were built from this Sermon on the Mount. How he taught and lived. You know, what an awesome sermon, teaching the word, from the word, Jesus, that was sitting right in front of them. The original word. Be different. God bless you.